You're listening to Good Storytime. Hello, my name's Mandy. Are you ready for a story? Let's begin. The Adventures of Snugglepot and Cuddlepie, Part 2. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie hurried to where they had left their friend asleep. He was gone. They called, but no answer came. They shouted, still no answer. Oh, the snake has got him, said Snugglepot. And he may be dead, said Cuddlepie. And being boiled, said Snugglepot. Oh, our dear kind lizard, what shall we do? Then a voice nearby called out. Where there's a creek, there's a croak. Who's there? called Snugglepot. The voice again said, Where there's a creek, there's a croak. I know what it means, said Cuddlepie. It means we are to ask the frogs. Oh, there's a creek quite near, said Snugglepot. Then from out of a bank of rushes scrambled a big-eyed frog. I know the way back into Mrs. Snake's house, he said. And there in her dungeon is where you will find your friend. Without waste of time, they all hurried up the bed of the creek till they came to a deep pool where the frogs were playing their favourite diving game. They jump in, and the one who stays longest underwater wins. The little crowd had gathered to see the fun. As they neared the pool, Mr Frog called to a friend of his. Lanky legs, said he in a low voice. These young nuts are in trouble. A friend of theirs is a prisoner in Mrs Snake's dungeon. Will you help? I will, replied Lanky Legs. Very well, said Mr Frog. We'll pretend to be in a game in case Mrs Snake is watching. So you take one nut on your back and I'll take the other. When we get underwater, swim to the side and climb up through the hole that enters the cave. You know. I do said Lanky Legs. Then they mounted the high diving rock and Cuddlepie felt very nervous. Snugglepot whispered to him, hold tight and hold your breath and gave his hand a little squeeze. It was very exciting. Snugglepot went first, then Cuddlepie saw his turn had come. He shut his eyes and held tight. The frog leapt from the rock. Splash! He felt the cold water close over him. He felt the quick movement of legs and body as Lanky Legs swam deep under the water. Then he felt himself rushing upwards, and just when his breath was all gone, they bobbed up on the surface of the water like a cork. Cuddlepie opened his eyes. They were in a big cave. Snugglepot and Mr Frog had already landed. When they had shaken off the water and recovered their breath, Mr. Frog led the way along a dark passage. 
Presently they came to a large opening into another cave, and looking down, they saw a sad sight. There, all bound hand and foot, limp and unconscious, with a heavy stone on his head, lay poor old Mr. Lizard. As they looked, Lanky Legs turned pale and said he must hurry back as his wife was ill. Mr. Frog was made of different stuff. He went down into the dungeon with Snugglepot. Cuddle Pie was left to keep watch. When they had untied poor Mr. Lizard and rolled away the stone, he began to stir and at last opened his eyes. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie were overjoyed to see that he was alive. Hist, whispered Mr. Frog. They listened. Yes, there was a noise. Some stones rattled in the far darkness of the cave. Mr. Lizard sprang up and seizing Snugglepot, placed him on his back and dashed up and out of the cave, catching up with Cuddlepie as he went. He was very much alive now. I know the way, he said. Hold on to me. Oh, but, but where's Mr. Frog? cried Snugglepot and Cuddlepie together. What will happen to him? Mr. Lizard stopped at once. Then they heard a faint voice calling from the distance. Go on. I'm quite safe. So they went on. But alas, brave Mr. Frog. He had purposely stayed behind, hopping from place to place to entice Mrs. Snake to follow him instead of them. And even as he called, I'm quite safe. The great snake caught him by his hind legs and swallowed him up. After travelling a very long way through winding passages, they came out into a pretty place all hung in green, with warm sunlight shining through. Mr. Lizard sniffed and looked about. Why, he said, I believe we are in a hat shop. Yes, a hat shop. They peeped through a leaf curtain, and it certainly did look like a hat shop, with lots of people buying hats. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie were charmed. Oh, let us buy two hats for the frogs who helped us, said Cuddlepie. They can give them to their wives. Good idea, agreed Snugglepot. So they went in and bought the two biggest hats they could find. When they came out into the street, Snugglepot said, What a large town. It is, said Mr. Lizard. Would you like to look around while I go back with the hats? Oh, yes, please, they both answered. That would be jolly. I won't be long, said Mr. Lizard, and he hurried away. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie looked about. Such a lot of houses and people and streets. It was very bewildering. Why, there's a cab stand, cried Snugglepot. Let's take a cab and drive around. So they ran to the nearest cab. A bush cab is actually a kangaroo. This one had a little baby and looked kind. Cuddlepie went inside the cab's pouch as he was smaller than Snugglepot, who hung on behind because there was only room for one inside. The baby stayed behind with the other cabs who promised to take care of it. It was a splendid ride. Snugglepot had hard work to hold on, but he was enjoying himself thoroughly. 
Are there any humans near here? He asked the cabbie when they stopped for a rest. Why, yeah, said the driver, pointing with his whip. There's tons of them over there. Ooh, could you drive us there? Asked Snugglepot. The cabman shook his head. Nah, not safe, he replied. They'd kill you or shut you up till you die. Snugglepot looked at Cuddlepie. Oh, we have got to see one, he said, after coming all this way. Yes, but only in the distance, answered Cuddlepie. Well, said the cabman, scratching his cap, mm, you'd better have a good time first. Have you seen the White City? No, they answered. Oh, you'd like that, said the cabman. So they got aboard the cab again and drove on. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie were simply in love with the White City. They had honey sticks and dew drinks at the refreshment store. They went on the switchback over and over again. They saw the lucky devil dance and everything there was to see. Till at last the cab grew tired of waiting and said it must get back to its baby. Bush cabmen always consider their cabs and never make them hurry if they are tired or stand up if they want to go to sleep. When Snugglepot and Cuddlepie came out, the cab was gone. Hmm, perhaps he's got another job, said Snugglepot. Let's walk a little way. We might meet him. As they were sauntering along, they noticed a crowd of nuts and blossoms in the distance. Ooh, let's go and see, said Cuddlepie. So they went. In the middle of a large, railed-off space, up on a wonderful steed, sat a dark, red-skinned nut. He held a long stick in his hand. He sat very straight and looked very proud. A man wearing a long coat was walking about shouting, Who will fight the champion of the red gumnuts? Come on, come on, who will fight him? Oh, me, shouted Snugglepot. No, no, said Cuddlepie. You mustn't, please, Snugglepot. Yes, I will, said Snugglepot. And he climbed through the fence, and all the crowd shouted and clapped their hands. A large, handsome beetle steed was brought out, and a long stick handed to Snugglepot. Each stick has a pad of spiderweb on the end, so that the fighters can't hurt each other. Snugglepot mounted his steed, and the fight began. This was the first time Snugglepot had played this game. He had not even seen it. So Cuddlepie was very anxious. At first, Snugglepot made many mistakes and the man in the long coat had to keep shouting, oh, begin again, for there were some things not allowed in the game, such as putting the stick in the other man's eye. The game was quite simple. The man who pushed the other man off onto the ground won the game. The red nut laughed at Snugglepot and this made him angry so he made a great push with his stick, and off went the red nut's cap. The crowd grew very excited and made a great noise, for no one yet had been able to beat the red gum nut. Snugglepot said to himself, I want to beat him, and I will. Then he found, to his joy, that he was getting on splendidly. His beetle liked him, and he was helping him. When Snugglepot pushed against the red nut, the beetle rose on his six legs and pushed too. When the red nut pushed his stick upon Snugglepot, the clever beetle backed and backed, 
and all the time the red nut's handsome beetle was standing quite still. Snugglepot thought this wasn't fair to the red nut, so he said to his own beetle, Go close and stand firm. The beetle went up close and stood firm. Then Snugglepot gave a great shout and a great push, and off went the red nut, plump onto the ground. The red nut picked himself up and shook hands with Snugglepot, and the nuts and blossoms crowded around him saying how strong he was. And then in the middle of it all, a strange thing happened. Someone pushed through the crowd, weeping bitterly. It was Mrs. Fantail, and close beside her came two large baby lizards. Oh, she cried when she saw Snugglepot. See what hatched out of the eggs you nursed for me. They won't leave me alone. They'll hold on to my wings and I... Oh, I can't fly. I'm so miserable. Snugglepot, said Cutterpie. We'd better tell her about... What? said all the crowd who were listening. Oh, please go away, said Cuddlepie. It's only Mrs. Fantail who ought to hear this. In the bush, everyone is polite when they are asked to be, so all the nuts and blossoms and the red nut went away at once. Then Snugglepot and Cuddlepie told Mrs. Fantail about the broken eggs and how kind Mr. Lizard had been. Poor Mrs. Fantail simply screamed when she heard but when Snugglepot said he would ask Mr. Lizard to take the young ones back to their own home, she stopped crying. Then both the young lizards began to howl. They said they didn't want to go. They wanted to stay with their little mother. Ooh, this was awkward. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie got redder and redder. They felt so ashamed of all the trouble they had brought to poor Mrs. Fantail. Um... Uh, I'll tell you what, said Snugglepot. You stay here, please, Mrs. Fantail, and, and we'll go find Mr. Lizard. And he and Cuddlepie ran off, feeling very glad to be away by themselves, where they could talk about it all. After hunting for a while, they found Mr. Lizard at the photographer's. When they told him what had happened, he turned so pale that the photographer said, quite crossly, if you look so white, you won't come out at all. But when they told how the young lizards wouldn't leave Mrs. Fantail, Mr. Lizard was very upset and his tail began to tremble. The photographer popped out from under his hood. You'll have three tails in the picture if you twitch about like that, he said, very angry. But Mr. Lizard was too upset to stand still any longer. Oh, excuse me, he said, and rushed out of the place. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie found him outside, kicking the wall and saying, Oh, gum it all, oh, gum it all, what a fool I am. Why? asked Cuddlepie. Because I don't know whose house I took the eggs from. So how can I take them home? End of part two. You're listening to Good Storytime.